The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Excited uh, to have a returning guest today on the podcast. Um, so excited to have with us uh, Sharon Weiss. Sharon, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we've got you back here. So grateful. Uh, thanks for taking the time to share with our audience um, bios on our Dental Brief uh, site. But real quickly, um, tell me how you became a, a practice consultant. Tell me how you got into uh, this niche. Right. So uh, I, I was very interested in organizational development and I, and I came with a background in training. Um, and so, you know, that wasn't a clear career path to anything, um, but I answered an ad um, way back uh, about 25 years ago for Pride Institute, which is a pretty well-known practice management company. And I sure. worked there for 17 years as a consultant and the curriculum uh, writer. And uh, then I left there and now I'm on my own. So you've got a ton of experience. You're all over the place. Um, you do a bunch of traveling and, I, and I'll make sure to share the website um, or share your website link on our website and we'll go over it here before um, we finish up. Tell me what brought you on today. I know there's a, a couple of subjects that you wanted to talk about, some things that are kind of going on in the, the industry right now. Um, but what, what are dentists talking about? What are they asking you about? What are the big needs out there that, that, and challenges that you're here to help us solve? Uh, well, for sure, dentists are experiencing a lot of pain with their team. Um, so, uh, of course, everyone is very cognizant that it's hard to hire anybody. Um, and perhaps sure. as a result of that, uh, then dentists are holding on to team members who may be um, less than enthusiastic uh, team members. And, um, you know, so dentists are finding it difficult to both attract and then retain good staff members with the other problem of then they're hanging on to staff members who ordinarily they might not want to have employed. Yeah, so I've never heard of this before. I don't think any of our listeners have heard of this before. I'm obviously being sarcastic and kidding. It is a huge problem and it's a widespread problem or widespread problem. I think we're causing a lot of these problems um, on our own. Um, I think a lot of people always wanna look um, other places first. I hear this thing that you know, people don't want to work. Nobody wants to work anymore. I don't know that that's really true. I think if we advertised a full-time dental associate position at $100,000 a year, we would get no applicants um, and we couldn't go, well, it's because they dentists don't want to work anymore. That's far from the case um, whatsoever. So what do you think are some things that practices are doing to themselves that cause some of these issues and these problems? Well, aside from the whole hiring um, part, and, and I do have... Um, a, a free guide on my website to uh, look at how you can creatively um, attract new team members. The other thing that I'm finding with most of my dental clients though, is that now they're working with team members. They feel like, like they have to keep because even an, a bad employee is better than no employee. And um, sure. unfortunately this has huge, huge consequences on the morale of the rest of the team members, as well as the productivity of the whole practice. Sure. So let's talk about um, 
that morale and, and how it can um, Im impact the rest of the team members. You can actually lose really good team members by keeping a bad team member um, around, right? And then basically you're just kind of having a race to the bottom at that point. And you can <laughs> run the risk of your bad employee right now could be your best employee in a month. Do you agree yeah. with that? I, I do. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. yeah. So where do you start? So you've got a couple of bad apples or you've got a bad apple right now and you're trying to, you know, you've got to answer the phones, you've got to get insurance reimbursement, you've got to take care of all these things and losing that bad employee can fill a huge void in actual tasks that are getting done. So what do you do if you're in that situation? How do you get yourself out of this mess? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, it, the rest of the team members see and understand and are suffering because they're also being held hostage by an employee mm. who's underperforming. So what sure. interestingly is happening is I'm seeing other team members say, I will work more. I will do a double hygiene um, because they're in such pain with this right. other employee who's holding everyone hostage. So it's interesting because it's not just the dentist suffering, it's the rest of the team. And for many of those team members, they're saying, it's worth it to me to work harder um, so we don't have this barrier or conflict in the office anymore. Do you have that conversation with the team before you let go of this employee or do you have it right after you let go of this employee? Right. So it does seem a lot of the team members are having it um, all the way up to the employee, um, perhaps being emancipated from the practice. Sure. So yeah, it's interesting. And in some cases, you know, I think the team members are begging the dentist um, that it's time. So we've all heard that saying, it usually only happens every uh, election cycle that the, you know, the evil that you know is better than the evil you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so you've decided to cut loose this employee, maybe you've already done it, and now you're looking to fill that empty position. How do you not end up with someone who is actually worse than what you had before? And then let's make it a positive um, question and, and response. How do you get an amazing employee? So yeah. they obviously go hand in hand. So obviously the old adage, hire per for personality and train for skills um, mm -hmm. hold, holds true, right? Um, sure. But a lot of dentists right now are saying, I don't want to train anybody. And on, on top of that, then um, the dentists, if they're hiring for a front desk position, will often say to me, but I don't know what happens at the front desk. How, how will I even train that person? Um, and so, you know, you can be extremely resourceful because there are a ton of training materials, resources, webinars, and um, trainers out there who can train for any position you're going to end up hiring for. So clearly the interview and the intake process has to be really fine-tuned. And, you know, one of the, the sad and frustrating things uh, dentists are reporting to me is that they'll interview someone, they'll think, hmm, this is a good candidate, and then the candidate ghosts them. And uh, yes. that seems like this huge loss, right? How is it that this great person didn't even bother to show up for the working interview or make the second appointment? Of course, I see it as the other way, as hmm, you just weeded out someone who isn't going to be that responsible and conscientious with you. So everything that happens during the interview process is 
revealing of how that potential employee would interact in your office. So it's fine. They, They just exited themselves out. So here's a here's a kind of a tricky uh, question, um, or maybe the the answer will be a little bit tricky. But I happen to think that um, if in in everything in in business, to expect people to treat you the exact same way that you treat them. And throughout the years, and I know that this happens all the time because if if I've seen job posts and it's not happening in in dentistry right now, but in other niches or in other other industries where a post happens, there's a hundred responses. Mm-hmm. Well, if you set up interviews with people or you have interviews with people, but you ghost them after, you should probably expect to get ghosted right yeah. back. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I, I think that's um, a really good point. And absolutely, by the way, if you meet a candidate and they're not right for you, you should tell them, right? Thank them and, and tell them they didn't do it because that person is developing um, an impression of you and that spreads your reputation. But one of the things sure. that I think is interesting, I'm going to point to like kind of two thought models that I, I found really um, interesting. Uh, Stephen Covey used to talk about the uh, internal bank account, our imaginary bank account that we have with one another, and that you yep. can't make a withdrawal from someone until you've made enough deposits to cover that withdrawal. Right. And the job interviewing process is actually asking for withdrawal, 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 right? The candidate has to make this leap of faith that you're going to be better than their current place. And they're taking a risk, a big risk. So I think it's fair and wise for you to think, how can I shower this potential person who is taking a risk? How can I make it as easy for them as possible? How can I make deposits into their bank account so they feel warm and invited um, by your practice particularly? And the other quote that I kind of like is, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would be a raving fan of Dr. Phil, but he does say one thing that I have found instructive over the years, which is we teach people how to treat us, right? And so this holds true both in the interviewing process and how gracious and professional you are, but also then in your expectations of employees once they're on board. Couldn't agree with you more. Yep, and that that is true. You do train people on on how you want to be treated all the way from personal relationships to work relationships. It doesn't matter what it is. So um, let me ask you this uh, next question real quickly. How do you track people? What are some things, I mean, I've got some very specific ideas on how you attract people. What are your What are your thoughts on that? What are What are your thoughts on even the, the Let's just break that down. The ad that you write. What should an ad that you write? What are some things that should contain and some things that definitely shouldn't contain? Right. So let's go back to the original meaning of the word ad, right? Which is advertisement, right? And we don't think about that. But if you if you look at how do advertisements like commercials or print ads, how do they attract potential buyers, right? And they talk about a lot what you'll get out of buying this product or service, right? And it's very personable. You will have, you know, bright, shining hair and attract the love of your life. So similarly, your job ads have to be focused on the benefits of being in your practice for the candidate. 
So a whole long list of job responsibilities is not really attractive, right? Nor is listing a whole list of qualifications they need to apply. So when I'm advising dentists and I have a template for a job ad, it should begin with some intriguing, interesting questions. So questions mm -hmm. that the uh, applicant would then say yes to. So kind of like, are you the kind of hygienist who loves, right? Or would you love being in a practice that? And so the, and so the applicant is thinking in their heads, yes, I would love that, right? And now they're starting to self-qualify. Great. And so the rest of the ad is all about we're looking for you to apply your amazing skills in doing X to our wonderful office that does Y. And all of it should be benefit oriented. Awesome. That's fantastic advice. I want to um, send our practice, uh, our listeners to your, uh, your website, which is weisspractice.com. The link um, is on thedentalbrief.com. And of course, um, we've got it all over social media as well. Um, I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, what's the best way? Oh, by the way, let's one more time. The download you said right, right at the top of the website, download our free guide. I highly yeah. recommend our audience. Um, it's called uh, the stress-free the stress-free guide to attract world-class dental um, employees. <laughs> so it, it is what it says. But I'm also talking about how do you fill your pipeline to begin with, so that you have a, a group of applicants before you even um, send out the app. Yeah, that's awesome, Sharon. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you.